Hey everyone, it's Henry, Mike, and Jeff of The Decentralists. And our hot topics today is called An Epic Victory? Hmm, we've heard this before. Well, a little over a year ago in The Decentralists' Store Wars episode, we talked about the looming legal battle between Apple and Epic Games, the maker of the Fortnite online game. Well, it's taken 13 months, but a court in Oakland, California recently ruled that Apple cannot stop app developers from directing users to third-party payment options. This is huge. In a high-profile trial, Epic Games had challenged the often 30% cut that Apple takes from purchases and argued that the App Store was actually monopolistic. Well, Epic Games declared victory when the judge issued a permanent injunction stating that Apple could no longer prohibit developers linking to their own purchasing mechanisms. Well, despite this, Apple also claimed victory when the judge ruled that without the evidence provided, the court could not consider Apple monopolistic. Epic disagrees, and of course, an appeal is looming. Michael, can you remind us what has gone on and what's going on now? between Apple and Epic. So basically what it comes down to is this is a this is an issue Fortnite is a very 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 popular kind of online shoot 'em up metaverse dancing, you know, musicy kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Kids love it. And they've got millions of people who use it. And now a smaller proportion, most of those people that do it use it on computers themselves. But a smaller proportion, say 2 million people, so that's not a small number, but it is. That's a lot. Right? Use it through the mobile app. Epic basically is one of these games. They're all kind they, they're, they're, they even gamify games, right? So you have this game and you're running around shooting things or doing whatever. And then, oh, wait, I want, you know, I want my avatar, my character to have red hair instead of green hair or to have, you know, Louis Vuitton boots on or something for some reason. <laughs> so you can buy these things. Okay. It's called an in app purchase. Right. Right. So Apple, as we all know, or most of us, maybe we're not really aware of, but Apple controls what you can put on your phone. It really bothers me. It's a, it's a closed system. Okay. So, so that means that Fortnite and anybody else who programs apps has to put it in the app store if they want to get it onto an iPhone. So because of that, right, it's like, it's like having the bouncer at the door. If you want in and the guy says, that'll be 20 bucks, you got to give him 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so what Apple does is Apple says, okay, you can, you can c- jump through all these hoops. We'll let you into the app store. And then whatever you decide to charge somebody, we're taking 30%. Right. Right. Okay. So what does that do for somebody? Like if you want to, if you're making an app and you need to charge, let's say you want to charge $10, you know, have to, and if you need to make $10, you got to charge like $14. Yeah. Okay, to pay Apple. And what makes it worse is, okay, so now somebody's bought Fortnite, right, in the app, and they're using it on their phone. And then in that game, they press a button, right? And that button says, I want to buy, you know, Louis Vuitton boots, okay? And that transaction, so Fortnite's made the game, done the hoops, given Apple their money, And then now Fortnite, because of the game that they make, somebody's inside that game, like they're on their phone, they paid for it, and they want to buy the Louis Vuitton boots or whatever, they have to give Apple 30% of that too. Yeah, yeah. Right? So so basically about a year, year and a half ago or so, Epic said, Epic basically, and, and Google has the same 
in the Google Play Store, right? It's the same rules. They get the same money. You know, Mike, it, it's it, it's a classic business model. He who, it's a who controls distribution makes most of the money. Well, it, it, they, they make the hardware, they make the software, they control the distribution. I mean, it, it literally is like a mob. It's run like a mob. <laughs> Seriously, it's like trying to get your garbage taken away in New Jersey, right? <laughs> you don't have any choice who takes that garbage away and you don't have any choice as to what you pay for it, okay? So this is kind of what, so the Epic guys say, that's, that's crazy, right? We're the guys that are making this game that's real popular. People are buying these things not because... It's, it's something to do with their iPhone. It's because it's something to do with the game they made. Right. And so they say, we want to, A, interact directly with our customers, because that's the other thing you can't do with Apple. So we want to interact directly with our customers, and we want to offer them a discount. Rather than paying $3 for the, for, the, for the avatar clothes, you can pay $2 if you buy it directly from us. And then we don't have to pay Apple this fee. Right. So Epic says, we're going to do this. Apple and Google both said, if you do that, we're going to deplatform you because that violates the laws of our, you know, garbage collection service in New Jersey here, good sir. And they did it anyway. So they poked the bear and they opened this up expressly for this purpose to, to, take, a, to take a crack at breaking Apple's monopoly. Okay. Okay. And, you know, by this ruling, I mean, I cheered when I read it. Mm-hmm. As an app developer, the fact that now it's, and they said it's a permanent injunction. So Apple now, theoretically, of course, you know, they're probably got a billion lawyers. So I'm, they're all lawyered up. So I'm sure they're going to, this thing's going to be dragged through the courts for the next 10 years. But Oh, for sure. But this injunction basically says that if you are an iOS Apple app developer, Apple cannot stop you now from putting from directly communicating to your customers and putting a direct link in your app that takes you directly to the person who programmed the app so that you can offer them a better price on an upgrade or on a whatever, like a, you know, the, the funky avatar clothes or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff, if we want to be fair to Apple, they invented all of the technology. The app, an app store didn't exist before they created it. They created an entire market. Uh, they changed the world of business. So aren't they entitled to take their piece when people utilize their distribution service? What do you think of that? That would be their, I would think, uh, uh, defense. The difference here is if people choose to use their distribution service. Ah, so take Windows 10. So on Windows 10, Windows has an app store. And if I want to download, if I want to use Netflix, I can go to the Windows 10 app store. I can download the Netflix app onto my Windows 10 computer and I can run it. But I can also just go to Joe's software website and download a program and install it in, in my computer. And it is, it is up to Joe's software to decide whether or not he wants to use the Microsoft app store. Now, it is possible that over time, those gates may close and the walled garden will come around Microsoft. Where it, where it will likely happen with Microsoft is some uber cheap version of Windows that's on some little box that is walled garden. But, but for, for the very foreseeable future, in, in real Windows and in real Mac OS 
for, for that matter, um, you will be able to just download software and run it. So on a, and it's similar with Android, right? With an Android phone, you can go to Google Play and you can tap Candy Crush and you can download it onto your phone. But if you want to install the Mini One app, you can just sideload it and stick it in there. You don't have to. Right. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, it's not even in the Google Play Store. You just download it and copy it onto your phone. Right. That is the key difference for Apple is there is no other way to get an application onto your phone than from the app store. If it was, so when you say they created this distribution network, well, it's, you know, it's like, it's like mafia run New Jersey garbage trucks 30 years ago. (laughs) There's, there's no other way to get your garbage picked up. So you have no choice, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. If you, if you had another choice to get your applications on there, then so be it. And, and, and Hey, what if they were cheaper? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And fundamentally it comes for those of us who've been dabbling in, in computers since the eighties, fundamentally it comes down to whether it rubs you the wrong way. You've bought this device, you know, an iPhone is a over a thousand dollars. Now the price is hidden in the monthly amount you pay your mobile carrier and whatever. Yeah, that's but right. If you were to just go to Best Buy and buy one, you'd pay over $1,000, in some cases $1,500. So you've bought this thing, and now you're told, well, you own this little pocket computer, but hey, you can't put anything on it that you want unless we say that it's okay to put it on there. Mm-hmm. And we get our cut. And we get our cut. And Apple would say, we are protecting the... Uh, we are protecting the experience for the user. And Mm -hmm. I would argue, well, let the user opt in to being protected for that experience. Bingo. Yes. And the other challenge is, and this is, uh, and this is the case with Epic. What if your application is cross platform? What if Mm. you can play it on your PC and play it on your phone or tablet and perhaps play it on your Nintendo Switch or your Xbox, right? That's right. And so you have this avatar, you have this guy. So you are at home, I'm going to play it on my computer. I'm on the bus, I'm going to play it on my phone. I'm at my buddy's house, I'm going to play it on his Xbox. Mm-hmm. And so how can Apple build this walled garden around one piece of a cl- cross-platform application? I see. It just doesn't make any sense, right? So if I buy a magic sword on my PC and pay a dollar, that magic sword should be available for my avatar when I go and play it on my phone. And and it just doesn't make sense that in in one place I can do it this way, in one place I can do it that way, in another place I can do it a different way. It it should be uniform across, across all those platforms. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, Mike, so we know that Epic is appealing the decision. Mm-hmm. But why aren't they, I mean, shouldn't they be happy with, with the ruling? Can you explain exactly why they're appealing the decision or part of it? I think, don't get me wrong, I think Epic's happy, right? They have to be happy mm-hmm. with this injunction, okay? Because to me, what this injunction is, okay, is the first, let's say, uh, Chink in the armor. Yes. Okay. Apple, like all these other big tech companies, are constantly being accused of being monopolistic and anti-competitive. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why um, 
uh, I think it's Eric Sweeney from who's the CEO of Epic is is fighting this is continuing to fight this is because he senses potentially that there's there's a vulnerability now in Apple's model right because the judge said and this is very funny in this judgment it's crazy so the judge said something like 55% of Apple's revenue comes from these App Store purchases wow no, or they have 55% of the market or something crazy like this. And Apple says they don't know how much money they actually make from Yeah, the what kind of response is that? They don't know how much they make from the App Store? Tim Cook was the, is the CFO or was the CFO before he became <laughs> CEO. So it's just, it's comedic, right? But at the end of the day, what you've got is, is Epic seeing that from their purposes, what we've described, what Jeff just described, right, we talked about, is in all definition, a monopoly, right? You can not put any software on that $1,200 computer you're carrying in your pocket. And that piece, that $1,200 computer will not talk to anything else unless Apple allows it. Okay. It's a monopoly. Okay, Henry. And he senses that because they got the injunction, he can push, right? He's got no, he's, he might as well. He's got them on the ropes. He feels like they're on the ropes. He feels like if he pushes, because the best thing that can happen for all of us is that Apple is no longer allowed, and Google too, are no longer allowed to operate these mobile operating systems like they were something completely different than what they are, which is an operating system. Yes. yes. Yeah. I bought the thing. This operating system runs it. Like, think of the App Store. What is it? It's, a, it's an online, it's a button on your screen or yep. an online thing that you can look at a catalog of things and buy something. That's e-commerce. Yeah. Right? What do they actually do on the back end? They didn't program Fortnite. They didn't make the game and come up with all this. They didn't program many one, our app and everything. And yet we had to jump through their hoops. It's, right. it's a monopoly. They decide they don't want you on their platform. Done. So Sweeney's going after him. So essentially you're saying, uh, uh, Eric Sweeney, the CEO, he, he's, he is perhaps seeing the very first cracks or the first yes. chisels in the Berlin Wall. Well, this, this is the thing that could... He senses this is the thing that could lead to like the Microsoft uh, uh, Internet Explorer breakup, right? The anti oh yeah, right. Breakup that they had what? What was that? Now twenty, thirty years ago? No, not 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 that, not that when long. Was ninety six maybe or something like that? But you know, it was. It, he senses that that's possible because you know how the legal system works, right? There's a precedent set. Yes. And then you go in and you argue around that precedent, right? And so now he's the judges said these things are why I couldn't consider it a monopoly, like pointed at them, right? These things are why I can't consider a monopoly, but I'm going to let you, uh, but I'm going to give you half of that mm -hmm. by letting you get it once they've already purchased it. So he senses he can get it all now. Wow. And the other thing to consider is when people say monopoly, the natural response is to say, what do you mean monopoly? I can still buy a Pixel phone. I can buy a Samsung phone. I can buy a Linux phone. I have all these other options that are available mm -hmm. to me. But the monopoly relates to the app store monopoly on the iPhone and the iPad. And they have a monopoly on how apps get onto the device. So if 
Epic wants to run their own app store that has all of their games on them that you can install their app store app and tap it and download and manage your games and whatever. That's not allowed. That's the monopoly. It's not the gadget itself, but Mm -hmm. the monopoly on getting stuff onto the gadget. And that's why I think that this appeal will, will uh, have some oomph behind it because it is, you know, even to a casual observer, it does appear to meet the definition of a monopoly. Absolutely. Well, you know what? This is going to be fascinating to watch. I have a feeling, gentlemen, that we're going to be doing a part three of the Apple Epic Epic Battle. I agree. I agree. I think we will too. And hopefully we will. And hopefully it'll be a celebration. Absolutely. Michael, thank you very much. Jeffrey, your insights are very much appreciated as always. Thank you, Henry. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day. 